Hello, and welcome to the Living My Resilient Life podcast. Be prepared for funny cat anecdotes as well as stories near and dear to my heart. My name is Caitlin Roller, and I can't wait to share my experiences of living life with resilience. Hello, everyone. It has been a hot minute since I've been on and been doing episodes for the podcast, but I'm really excited to get back. Um, A few things that have happened, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, also if you heard a slight crash, that was one of my cats, because that would happen right now on my podcast. Um, But a few updates since my last podcast, which feels like forever ago, and it kind of was forever ago. Um, but exciting things. I got married. Um, I've been married about two months now, got married in March, and it was an absolutely wonderful, magical day. Um, it feels cheesy to say magical, but I'll do another episode all about that because that is in itself a beast to master. And one of my cats is currently playing with the blinds. Let's see. And it's Oliver. So if you hear any weird noises, blame him. Um, (laughs) I think the biggest one, though, is about leaving teaching. Um, So for a little bit of a recap for those who maybe don't know me or didn't listen to other episodes, um, which, of course, you can always do. uh, But I was a teacher for the last almost about five years. I taught third and fourth grade. And honestly, all I had ever wanted to do was be a teacher. Um, Since I was young, I remember teaching, like, well, I say quote unquote, but you can't see my air quotes, teaching my like stuffed animals or forcing my sister to (laughs) be learning anything that I was teaching her. Um, And pretty much from there all of my summer jobs were teaching based whether that was a camp counselor job or tutoring I went to school got a degree in elementary education um, moved down to Texas from Minnesota for the purpose of a new job I student taught down here they said hey you want to come back after graduation there's a job for you so I hopped on that and took that took that opportunity for sure why wouldn't I I'm young I wanted to travel and move somewhere new Uh, I say I'm young as if I'm not probably still young but that just feels like a lifetime ago Um, I did write an entire blog all about kind of my reasonings for wanting to leave teaching and it's still hard to talk about even now because I've like I mentioned I've only ever wanted to be a teacher and so it's never it was there was never a plan b um i'll link my blog post about it um but as a recap because i don't want to just be sitting here repeating myself pretty much um everything that i wanted when how do i say this i everything that i thought teaching would be wasn't really what i had envisioned it um it had nothing to do with my students. I absolutely love them dearly. Um, I'm actually <laughs> leaving. Uh, I'm taking the morning off of work tomorrow just to go ahead and see my fifth graders graduate. And so I'm really, I love my kids and the parents. Um, if all teaching was, was just me 
teaching my students, I don't think I would have left. And of course, I can only talk on my own experience. I should really specify that, uh, emphasize that. I know that not every teacher is feeling this way. I know that some are. I know some people are absolutely loving what they're doing and that's wonderful. I'm only here to speak on my own experience, um, not push anyone one way or the other. Um, But I felt like me teaching my students was maybe 20% of my overall job and it just wasn't enough that that's too small of amount of time for something I'm really passionate about. And that's unfortunate. Um, but that was kind of the synopsis of that post. If you want to read a little bit more about that, again, I'm going to post it in the, the episode notes. I'm not really know what to call them. I, it's been a while since I've been on the podcasting. I've forgotten every term. Um, but I know that many people were kind of interested in what that process looked like in leaving. And so I kind of want to spend some time focusing on that today. Um, but a few things because I know that it has been (laughs) so long since I've been on here and there's many things I want to talk about. Um, the next few episodes are going to be a lot about what that looked like with leaving teaching. Um, what that looked like to get a new job and start something in a, a new area completely and just kind of the transition. I know that I have a lot of people that I know are kind of in that transitional phase right now. And so I think it's important to talk about. But let's start with um, after I decided to leave education, public education specifically. Uh, I had a pretty good feeling uh, probably around the fall. I remember I actually went on a camping trip um, like my first solo camping trip because I knew I needed some space and time to really think and feel out how I was, what I was thinking. It was something in the back of my mind. It was one of those, I can't make it to the end of the school year kind of a thing. Just for my own, just mental health, mental well-being. It wasn't gonna, I, I didn't want to know who I was going to be at the end of the year if I tried to push myself to that point, you know? Um, but I had come to the realization that this was a change I was going to make. And so then immediately it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? (laughs) Um, Like I have no idea what the next step was going to be. But luckily I had actually been following like years ago. I had been following somebody on Instagram. Um, Her name is Daphne. She runs the Teacher Career Coach course. I know that's a mouthful. She has her own podcast. She has her own Instagram. Um... (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing at um, my feral cat squeaks, which will inevitably be in this recording as well. <laughs> She's very odd for those of you that know my feral cat. Um, anyways, um, I had been following her on her Instagram, just kind of seeing some tips and tricks. And I knew that she kind of runs her own course. And she herself was a former fifth grade teacher feeling similarly to me. And I was like, well, you know what? I don't really have any thing to go off of. This was never a, there was never a plan B for me. So I went ahead and actually signed up for her course and I learned a whole bunch. Um, she's always my go-to resource when I talk to other teachers who are feeling that same way. She's got a lot of free things, some things that are not free. I mean, she's got to make a living too. Uh, but I found her stuff really helpful and relatable. And honestly, even if you're not someone that is looking to leave teaching, Like, I followed her for years before I left just because it's, you know, 
she speaks about a lot of relatable things that I believe us as teachers go through and it just feels nice to not feel alone in it. Um, but she kind of walked through how, you know, like, how do you recreate a resume? How do you look for jobs? How do you go on interviews? Um, everything and anything having to do with that. Oh my gosh, this cat. <laughs> I'm being surrounded by all of my cats. My little intro video that I have about, you know, cat noises that are coming up are just happening all right now in this episode. Um, and they're throwing me off course, but you know, just keeping it real for everyone. Um, it, just everything that I wouldn't know. Cause I feel like with teaching, it's such a, it's a world of, it, it feels like a different world from any kind of corporate job. And I can say that now having been on the other side of that, it's just very like, you know, you, they call and speak to your former principals and who you get a new job with and you know this person and you can only apply at certain times like in the summertime because that's when your contract is kind of up if you decide that you want to move somewhere else. It feels very small in in that sense and that's obviously not how it is. You know, no one called my previous principal, you know, when I was applying for new jobs um, and so I didn't really know how to navigate that. Uh, I, I started with, um, actually getting, I actually joined a teacher, a Texas teacher union, and I don't really know actually right now the name of it, but I'll post it in the episode notes, show notes. I still don't know. I'll figure this out for the next couple, but I, I joined them just as an, you know, an in case of, um, like a potential, like in Texas, we don't really have. Um, like teacher union specific to a district or a school and so I just wanted something a little bit of like hey as a just in case as a backer uh, you know I want to protect all assets around my teaching because I still want to keep my teacher license uh, because you know one day maybe I will come back and be a teacher Um, and so I knew to join a teacher union also because of the teacher career coach course Uh, so there was just a lot of resources in there Building my re- building my resume was very interesting because I had to translate all of these skills that I had as a teacher into skills that would work in like the corporate world. Um, luckily, being a team player is one that really just <laughs> it was really uh, really stood uh, stands the test of time there. Just because everyone wants a team player, and if you're a teacher, you know you live and breathe as a team pretty much um that was just one thing that i can think of off the top of my head there's a whole bunch of how you can do it and everyone's just going to be different everyone has a different strength and weakness um doing so much between you know online um going from in person to online a lot of those skills transferred which was wonderful um i also was kind of looking at what do i want to do you know i have a resume but what am i applying for Um, And I had kind of looked around um, just both with LinkedIn, which I created because I'd never had one before, Uh, which it should, many people are not, this is not a new thing for them. But for me, I was never using LinkedIn because I I didn't find teacher jobs that way. But I was kind of looking around, plugging things in, seeing what I was interested in. I actually originally applied as like an e-learning place uh in e-learning specialist i believe was the job that i applied for 
um, for my current position, and I am a software instructor. Um, and so they kind of took a look at my resume and they said, you know, you have so many skills as an educator. Why not, you know, why not kind of build some of those into that position? And I am very thankful that that is the route that it's taken me. And, you know, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now, which is wonderful. But there is a lot of there's kind of a lot of what ifs, you know, like I thought maybe e-learning would be for me. Turns out I was kind of wrong, but you kind of have to take that leap and try out new things. Um, interviewing was scary <laughs> just because it's every interview I'd ever done before was all about, um, you know, instructional curriculum and how you manage uh, parents and working together and, you know, classroom management. And that was the world I knew so well. But when it came to talking about all things corporate, it was, it was all very new to me. I mean, this whole, the whole process is very new to me. I feel like I'm a broken record saying it over and over and over again, but it really is. And like, I knew it going into it, but I didn't really know it until I was doing it which I think is very true. But um, I interviewed for my position. I spoke to several people within that position. It was a very long day. I actually did. Um, I, 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 was, I was exhausted. I, I was absolutely exhausted by the end of it. But it was it also exhilarating knowing that I could do all of this and at least get to that stage, whether the job, whether they called me back for it or not, I at least gotten to that point. And so that gives you a lot of, like, validation in your efforts and then once I got the call for my job I mean it is it's just was really validating um I feel like as a teacher we're not our work is not validated very much we have um we have parents who definitely let us know and if we're lucky we have also administration who is who lets us know how valuable we are but honestly a lot of times teachers are not valued and that's not just within the world of teaching but also within the world of just just society as a whole uh, that's just kind of been my understanding is it's like uh, oh if you can't do those who can't do teach you know which is a, really a slap in the face because anyone who's a teacher knows that is not an easy job and just because you can you know do one plus one doesn't mean you can't you can teach a first grader and a kindergartner one plus one that's just that's just a, that's just the truth um but so it felt really you know felt really validating to have a call come in saying yes we want you we're you know here's all these wonderful things that we can offer you along with the opportunity um it's just feeling wanted just it I, I remember I'm and this, this was months ago that this happened I left in December of 2021 after the semester was over I want that clean break I want what was best for my students my coworkers. I want the semester to finish with me and start new with somebody else give that good timeline um so for context I'm recording about five months if not more so it's been a minute I'm kind of thinking back to how I felt there but um it was there it was it was really like a wow you know, what is this feeling of want, being wanted and somebody wants me so badly? Uh, was that something that I was accustomed to? Which makes me kind of sad because I feel like 
all the teachers that I know, myself included, are incredibly hardworking, putting everyone before themselves all the time. And it's unfortunate that we don't feel that valuable, or at least that was my case. And like I said, there have been many a times that I've had parents and teachers and admin who have, but that just doesn't really feel like the majority a lot of the time, at least for me. Um, so getting that call and kind of being like, wow, this is real. Okay, I've got to put in my notice and I have to tell my students, which was honestly so hard. Um, there was def- there was a lot of nights of like tears and, you know, am I doing the right thing? And I even now, months later, like, I always loved my students. I always loved working with them. And I still miss that. But there have been a lot of really beneficial things in my life, too, that I can't uh, turn a blind eye to. So after I got the position, a few things that I noticed right away, I was like, wow, I have an hour to eat lunch. And <laughs> I say this all the time when people ask about, like, <laughs> my job. I'm always like, whoa. I have an hour to eat lunch. I can use the restroom when I need to. No one needs to stop by and watch, like watch my class for me as I sprint down the hallway. Like things that I, I had never really. I, I that that was my normal, and so it was really those were two things that felt felt majorly different. Along with not feeling, and you know, with my job as a software instructor, and I'm working with adults, and it's not every day, and it's not all day long, so I don't feel like I'm constantly running around with like a chicken with its head cut off kind of a thing. Um, I actually have a chance to breathe during the day. I have a chance to actually get bored, which by the way, only time I was ever bored in teaching was during state testing when I had to walk around the room like a zombie to monitor the students. Um, And you know, honestly, it's kind of nice to let my brain be bored a little bit because I'm coming home with energy. I'm not burnt out. Um, oh, my cat's, oh, PJ, oh my goodness, PJ, my cats are trying to eat my wedding stuff, yeah, I'm, I'm literally recording right now in the room with a whole bunch of wedding stuff, and so that's a little, (laughs) there's a lot going on in this room, but, um, as I was saying, uh, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, wow, I'm not burnt out every day. I come home with this energy. I don't feel, I think a big one is that, you know, quote unquote, the Sunday scaries, that feeling of dread, you know, probably usually around like three or four when you realize your weekends come to an end and you're about to start a brand new week, which is completely normal for a lot of people you know you don't want to go to work on a Monday for me though it was like debilitating like panic attack inducing which had happened before more than once um I that wasn't such a strong hold on me I was able to come home from work and not have to keep working um I didn't feel the need to grade papers on the weekends um I felt like I could go out to dinner on a week night which was never something I would have done before or you know hey my friend has Astros tickets do you want to go my answer could be yes without a second guess it wasn't oh I have to finish you know grading these rubrics because grades are due or you know that was a constant thing I felt like I was saying no to things 
I mean, I was saying no to things um, at the sake of my job. And it just, that's not really how, at least for me, I did, that wasn't how I wanted to be living my life. I saw something actually sent to me by um, some friends today. It was a, something from TikTok, so I feel kind of bringing. So I feel kind of funny bringing up a TikTok right now. But it was the idea of, and that reminder of that, you know, I don't live to work. My job is not my life. I work so that way I can live and do things and travel and spend time with people. And I had been. You know, I had been living to work for about five years and I was so tired and I was so burnt out and I needed to make that change and having done so and, you know, it's been a few more, it's been more than a few, been about four months or so, four or five months since I've left and I'm not, a lot, a lot of that burnout and anxiety that I was feeling from my job is not there anymore. Of course, there's additional not additional, but there's, you know, different types of stress depending on what your job is. And, you know, you're always going to have projects that come up or things that make you nervous and anxious. It doesn't just like all disappear. You know, that's true with any job, but it didn't feel like it was an all the time thing, which I think is incredibly important. Um, there would be days where I'd be like, oh, this was a stressful day, but like it wasn't wasn't every day and I think that was that's really important um and again I I, I'm all all of what I'm sharing is based on my own experience I know that there are teachers who are loving their job it's their dream job it's everything that they wanted and I am very glad that that's the way you're feeling I'm jealous I wish I could have been feeling that way um but just know that if you are feeling similarly to me Uh, it's also completely valid and you have every, you have like so many reasons to feel that way. Um, and just know that you're never stuck. That was something my mom told me when I was really in like the depths of anxiety with my job and the pressures and the burnout that it was putting on me is the, you're never stuck. And when she said it, it was like a... I'm trying, I'm doing that like explosion thing from your head where it's like, whoa, oh my gosh, glass shattering moment. It doesn't seem like a lot, but really, you know, life is too short to be so unhappy and stressed out for so long. It's just really, it's really not worth it. Um, you know, don't make rash decisions, and rash decisions excuse me, but also take a minute and kind of see if this is what you want to be doing for the next several years, if not like decades, it's a, it's, it's a lot. Um, and know that you have options. There are so many things you can do. And I was shocked to see how much, how, how, how many things I walked away with teaching with, how many skills I had and tools I had that completely translated into the job I'm doing now. And I'm honestly, I'm still teaching. I just, I'm able to teach and focus on teaching. I don't have to worry about the other stuff. And that's really all I've loved. Um, And, you know, one day, you know, I can go back to the classroom. I'm not closing the door entirely. I'm not saying this chapter of my whole life is over. 
like never returning again, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but maybe it is teaching someday. Maybe things will be different in public education and the way society, you know, um, I guess in the way the way society views and works with teachers, I think there's a lot of change that needs to happen, um, at least for me to want to go back into teaching right now. But, you know, it's there's a lot of different things and there's there's a lot of things that can make you happy. Um, I, I feel like I'm rambling here, but there's there's so much that I can say about this phase of my life. I mean, it's a huge change. I also, at the same time I was doing all of this, I should also add, I was also planning my wedding. So there was a lot going on. Um, and all of those things I will talk about as well in the future. Um, but that's kind of my what happened since I decided. My blog post was about why I came to the realization to leave teaching. Um, and I know I kind of mentioned it a little bit on here, but that was a more detailed version there. Um, I'll link it in the show notes, I say hesitantly. Um, I'm also going to get myself a podcast dictionary, so I know the terms. <laughs> but, you know, if there are certain aspects of what that looked like to leave teaching that you want me to go into more detail on, please let me know. Send me a message, comment, if you've got my number shoot me a text, whatever that may be. Um, if you don't already, I have a whole Instagram just dedicated to, you know, the title of my podcast and my blog and my website all about living my resilient life. Uh, it once started out as just health and fitness and it has now turned into just day-to-day -day life. And I think it's really important, um, at least for me, I want to be using this platform to kind of talk about real things and bring awareness to things like mental health and the impact that has and on, um, you know, making changes in your life and changing careers. And I just, I want to be able to talk about everything. That's why it's called living my resilient life is I don't want to be boxed into just talking about one thing. I want this to be an ever evolving thing. And yes, I still will talk about health and fitness on there, but you know, I want it, it I want this to evolve as I do. Um, and I know that I want to continue to do this. So um, anyways, I know I feel like I, it's really been a minute since I've been on here podcasting. And I'll probably have to go through and do a little bit of editing on all the long pauses and possible cats trying to eat my wedding stuff in here. But you know, if you were listening and you liked it, please, uh, what do do? What do the cool kids say? Like and subscribe or, you know, whatever that is. Um, I feel really, I feel really silly saying that. I don't know if I'll ever actually be able to say that. But anyways, thank you for those um, that are continuing to listen. Uh, send me a message on things you want to continue to hear about. I already know a little bit about what I want to do for the next several episodes because I want this to be a more consistent thing. But um, anyways, Oliver's here. <laughs> and he would also like to say goodbye. Goodbye, Oliver. Uh, but I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful day.